Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is my good friend, Hal Elrod. Hal is the best-selling author of The Miracle Equation, uh, also wrote a book called The Miracle Morning, um, which has now been translated into over 37 languages, sold about two and a half million copies, unbelievable, <laughs> uh, and even better, which is what we're going to be talking about um, today, is, is being turned into a movie, uh, The Miracle Morning Movie. Uh, and so uh, what we're going to be talking about today is exactly that. How do you go from book to movie? This is a question I get asked about often. And, you know, th this will be more of a documentary angle, um, but it's also applicable for people who want to turn, turn your book into a more traditional movie. Now, Hal has been, I, I say this often, but he's, he's one of the most inspiring people I know. Um, he's just amazing human as a whole. He's sent more customers to self-publishing school than anyone ever. <laughs> um, and uh, he, he's self, I mean, self-published a book that sold millions and millions of copies. Just super inspiring. If you want to learn about his books and how he's done his books, we've had him on the podcast multiple times. Um, you can go back. I think there's, there's two episodes on the self-publishing school podcast, also on the YouTube channel. So nuts and bolts of books, the miracle morning, how do you go beyond the bestseller, like all that good stuff. Tons of great stuff there. We're not going to talk about any of that. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about turning a book into a movie uh, and, and leading up to the Miracle Morning uh, movie launch, which is coming out real soon. So uh, I love this guy and I, I'm super excited to have him here. Hal, welcome. I love you too, Chandler. Are you, you, you know, you're one of my favorite people. Is that just everyone? You're one of everyone's favorite people? <laughs> Are you saying I am one of your favorite people? Or, you're or, one of my favorite people. And I'm saying, I, I wonder how many people tell you that. Like, that's just everyone, like, you're just one of every person's favorite people that they know. Not often. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm up to one so far. So how All right. are Awesome, man. Check the box. Hey, so so, so let's, uh, let's, let's dive into it. I mean, I've kind of been fortunate to see behind the scenes. You're in the movie, of, dude. You're even in the trailer. <laughs> We're, yeah, we got to get to the I'm in the trailer. Done. I got to right. send it to you. That is amazing. I'm so excited to see this and, 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 and support this and, and all that good stuff. But let's, let's start from like, why, why even do this? Why, yeah. why, you know, why did you decide to turn your book into a movie? It's a great place to start because anybody listening to this that has a book or is writing a book, you know, like, I think that it, it'll, it's kind of a, like, it's a paradigm shift. And so I wrote the miracle morning, self-published it on 12, 12, 2020, right. Uh, or I'm sorry. That's the movie premiere, uh, 12, 12, 12, 12, right? Yep. 12, 12, 2012. Um, and, uh, you know, self-published it. I, I wasn't a known name. No one knew who I was, right? And so I just, just through hustle and, you know, hundreds of podcasts and, and uh, I mean, speeches and you name it, online, everything I could do, finally got the word out. And, uh, and it, you know, it slowly climbed from, you know, selling a few hundred books to a few thousand to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and then millions. And um, I think we had sold probably around somewhere between 50 and 100,000. It was 2014. So a couple of years. Oh, so maybe 50,000. So uh, a good friend of mine, Nick Conadera, who is a filmmaker was at my house and he was getting advice from me on what his next movie project should be. 
first he asked me how, how did you make the Miracle Morning book so viral? Like I have, he had made this movie called Sharp, which was like a millennial kind of stoner comedy. And he goes, how do I make it go viral, right? And I go, Nick, like, you know, no, I don't want to discourage you. But the reason the Miracle Morning went viral is because it changes people's behavior in such a meaningful way that they talk about it long after they're done reading the book. I said, you know, your book's entertain or your movie's entertaining, but it, I don't see how it can have that kind of impact. And therefore, I don't see how it can have that kind of word of mouth viral sensation. And he's like, well, okay, what should I make a movie on then? Right. And so I said, well, what, what, Pat, what topic are you passionate about? You're a very smart guy, something around, you know, how do you make money or how do you like something, right? So we're brainstorming for like 30 minutes over dinner. And I'm like, oh, you should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do this. Oh, you should do this. That's a great idea. And then he goes, wait a minute. What if we did a movie on the miracle morning? I'm like, okay, tell me more. He goes, well, I, I, he goes, I'm in the Facebook group. He goes, I see people every day. Like this saved my marriage. Like I lost 50 pounds. Like I got off my, you know, I'm over depression. Like he goes, I see these crazy results. You're creating this worldwide movement. And, and at that time I had a few books that were translated. So it was starting to really spread. He goes, it's a fascinating story, you know? And he goes, um, you know, following your journey. And then if we showed all these people and what, how it's transforming their lives. And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. Scratch everything I was just saying about those other ideas. Dude, we got to make a Miracle Morning movie. And so fast forward, you know, he follows up like a few weeks later and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, this, this is like, I, I'm, I'm busy. Like I got so much on my plate right now, like someday. And then months and months went by and he kept pinging me and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this right now. You know, like I love the idea, but it, you know, maybe next year. And then he, he called me one day, I don't know how many months, maybe six months after the idea. And he said, Hal, hey man, I, I, I want to talk to you. And I said, okay. He said, what's your mission in life? And back then it was change 1 million lives one morning at a time, right? And, and, and then it, it grew into elevating the consciousness of humanity. And he kind of asked me, he said, well, what percentage of humanity reads self-help books? And I was like, and I kind of already, I got where he was going. And I'm like, like 1%. He said, what percentage of humanity turns on the television and watches something? I'm like the other 99, you know what I mean? Right? Like, you know, for the most part. Um, and I go, dude, we're making a movie. And so that was it. It was taking what you are teaching in a book, right? Which is one medium to get across information or entertainment or, you know, change for somebody. Um, and, and putting it into a format that would reach and could reach a far greater audience, not only because a smaller percentage of people read self-help books, right, than watch film. I mean, everybody watches TV, right, you know, across the board, but only those that are like dedicated to self-improvement are, are reading the books. And of course, it's, you know, hundreds of or tens of millions of people that read books. I mean, it's a lot, but relative, it's very small. And so um, not only that, but it's also easier to share. You think about like reading a book takes, you know, a few weeks, month, longer, right? So it's a lot easier for someone to go, hey, look, I, I know I've been telling about this book for like months, years, and you, you haven't read it. Dude, will you watch, if I send you a link, will you, will you rent this yeah. movie for five bucks and watch mm -hmm. the movie? And if that doesn't convince you to buy the book, nothing will, but, but, yeah. but it'll change your life in and of itself, right? So, so that was what got me to open my mind to uh, creating a movie and seeing that if I really wanted to, my impact to reach as many people as possible, that was kind of the only way that I could, you know, really do it at that level. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because it's even, 
Like the secret. I've seen the documentary, haven't read the book. No, either. No, I haven't, <laughs> and, I haven't and, read the book. And, There's a book? <laughs> and, yeah, exactly, right? But but that book's become wildly popular because I feel like that documentary became wildly popular. I think the documentary came out first. I'm pretty I'm pretty ah, sure. Oh, I'm not positive, oh, but I'm pretty so sure. The yeah. Yeah. That's Well, that's smart. So then it's an additional monetization stream, right? It's like, yeah. oh, you've got this movie that's wildly popular. What if we have a book? And then now they, I think they even made a Hollywood version of The Secret I think it's called like the secret dare to dream or something like that but it's a interesting i forget the name of the uh, actor and actress that's in it but it's like Rhonda a Byrne? big name what's that oh oh i'm sorry Rhonda burns the creator of the the secret but oh, i know no it's 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 it. like oh i've seen this actor or actress oh, okay. in, in other like hollywood films yeah it's so but, interesting you brought up the secret i interviewed john asaraf yesterday on my podcast best inter- by the way he's a amazing dude he's so brilliant um but my first question i'm like all right john i gotta ask you like before the secret i didn't know who you were never heard of you then the secret came out and not only did i know you like hundreds of millions of people saw you i'm like how did that whole thing come to be so he actually shared like she made this documentary and then yeah, i think that she just took all the stories in the documentary and then turned it into a book afterwards that's smart so t- walk me through i mean i think most people say okay i've got a i've got a book maybe that's already successful and I want to turn it into a movie. And I think, you know, there's the documentary route, there's the Hollywood route. And I think most people would say, all right, let me, let me go find a director or let me go find a studio to get signed or whatever. And so, and it looks like, Hey, you, you found a person and you said, Hey, this is the person that's going to, going to film this. Like what's next? Like, how did, how did you go to that process? Any lessons learned and how do you go from, Hey, let's make a movie to deciding the format deciding how you want to do it what's the storyline or are you writing a script like yeah. what came next and what is kind of that process look since then so so it's uh it, man it's been a wild ride and uh i think more so than writing a book it's very it's relatively unpredictable right or meaning like it, things just kind of evolve you know um the i'm sure obviously there's formats you can follow of you know successful documentaries um, we, ours was kind of evolving. Like, what if we, how, how we, we started, how might it look? And here's, here's how I started. So let, let's, this is a good way to break this down. So it started, I went, okay. Um, you know, Nick's a filmmaker, he's an artist. So he had all these crazy, all these ideas, you know? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I said, look, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I said, the book, I, what, you know, the way I wrote the miracle morning, it, 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 it works, right? People, they read it, they love it, they share it, you know, it's going viral. I said, so let's just stick with that. Let's make the movie as close to the book as we possibly can. And he was like, okay. I said, just, but just visually, like, but we, you know, we're going to teach this thing. And so, but then that came with, well, what is it just you going to be in front of a whiteboard? Like, that's like a course. That's not a movie. So it's like, okay, that's a good point. Right. So now my personal story, uh, which, you know, I mean, I was hit head on by a drunk driver when I was 20 years old and I was found dead at the scene and thought I would never walk or told I would never walk again. And so that was Nick's first. He goes, that's going to be the opener. That's going to be the hook. Like, let's tell, you know, your personal story. You're the main character. And I struggled with that. I don't like being the, as much as it might, you know, it might seem so energetic. Like, I don't like being the center of attention so much. Um, I don't like it being about me. And so I, I kept resisting that. He kept fighting. He's like, no, it has to be a character. It can't. I just kept saying, let's make it about the stories of all these other people. So where I would start is to go, okay, whatever your book is, right? You go, okay, how can we, how can we tell that? in story form in the movie. So telling your personal story that you show in the book. And you do that by interviewing your family members. You do that by interviewing you, 
right? You do that by um, showing B-roll. Like for example, I didn't have footage of my car accident. So it's, you know, we just, you go to, you can just Google, you know, video B-roll and it's, you know, it's footage of like, you know, a car crashing and then a fire department truck and then, you know, and then a flatlining, you know, monitor all of those things, right? So that's telling that story. The, the best way to tell the story is the results of your readers, you know? Um, the results of your readers. And if you're just writing the book, maybe it's the results of the people that, you know, you've shared this with through speeches or through whatever that are actually, they've got, you know, for me, like the Miracle Morning, I had shared it with thousands upon thousands of people before I wrote the book. And that's what got me to write the book. Cause I'm like, wow, this is changing people's lives. So we reached out in our Facebook group, the Miracle Morning community and said, Hey, who has a story of transformation, you know, and, and, you know, record a video of yourself, just two minutes talking about how the miracle warnings changed your life. And we got hundreds of videos. And then we went through those and picked a story of a guy that lost 90 pounds, right? You know, incredible. He was bullied in high school. He was the, you know, heavy set kid in high school. And, um, and he had, it was amazing. So he had footage of him when he was in high school being dared to like do a belly flop off a 40 foot cliff. And he was so desperate for attention that, he did it, a, a belly flop off a 40 foot cliff and he weighed 250 pounds. It's crazy, it's like, it, like you cringe and tear up when you watch it, it's crazy. So, so that's an example of, I couldn't have predicted that we'd have that footage. So that's what I'm saying, it, it's organic, it starts to roll out and kind of the story kind of, kind of creates itself. Now, another element, if you're doing a documentary is go on a journey right? So I'm on this journey to, to change millions of lives one morning at a time. That was one of the storylines. And that's one thing I learned is the documentary has multiple storylines. It's got my car accident. And then it's got me on this mission to, to change the world with this book. So it was clip, you know, my filmmaker came and videoed me giving speeches, right? And you end up, by the way, getting, you know, 100 hours of footage or 50 hours of footage to get a 90 minute movie. Like the, yeah. the magic happens in the editing <laughs> Right. Yeah. But so, so it was following my journey. So there was video, you know, he would come to everything that I did. He would come videotape me podcasting, getting the word out. He'd videotape me typing on the computer and posting in the Miracle Morning community. He'd videotape me giving speeches. He'd videotape me. Um, uh, what was the other thing that I would do? Um, I'm drawing, oh, book your, signings. I would do oh, yeah. book yeah. signings. Right. So, so basically he was following my journey and then I got called to Paris to do a media tour. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Nick, you want to come to Paris and film this, right? So, so like we, none, none of it could have been predicted. And here's, I want to take pressure off everybody because I, I know it's overwhelming to even think about like, how would I do this? A documentary is capturing of something, right? So it's very different than a feature film where you create a story, you write a script. And that's what Nick kept reminding me because I would get pressure like, what's this going to look like? He'd go, look, let go of knowing, let go of knowing exactly how this is going to play out and have faith. You know, I always teach unwavering faith. He's like, have unwavering faith that it's that, that if you're on a mission to change the world and I've got a video camera, we're going to capture some great stuff. And then the other idea that we had, and this is by the way, let me, let me pause and then I'll share with you. We'll keep going, but in any thoughts, comments, questions, no, keep going, keep okay. going. And then, and then I want to circle back. Yeah. So, um, the other idea that we had, or I don't know whose idea it was, it was mine maybe, I said, wait, let's, let's, let's see if we can get in touch with you know, successful people, like the Chandler Bolts of the world, you're one of my first people that we, you know, right? And uh, I said, but 
what if we what if we went and interviewed and filmed the morning rituals of some of the world's most you know successful leaders and visionaries and authors and entrepreneurs right and so we thought that's a cool idea people would love to get a behind the scenes look at all of these you know people how they start their day so robert kiyosaki right who i know you've been on you've had him on your show um robert i had met him at an event i had given him a signed copy of the miracle morning thinking he would never read it but i thought well you miss all the shots you don't take i literally had it i'm like it was under the table i'm like I was at dinner, like in this group and he was not far away. And I'm like, Oh, should I give it to him? He's not going to read it. Like, why am I even, and I'm like, dude, you miss all the shots you don't take. So I'm like, Robert, Hey, big fan, blah, blah, blah. Here's my book. You know, I'm like, dude, Robert. And I had Googled him before he was at the conference. He's worth $80 million. I'm like, he's not going to read my little self-published book. Right. I get an email from his assistant three weeks later. She said, Robert has read your book three times. Right. I'm like, what? It's changed his life. He does the miracle morning every day. He's doing it with his wife and he wants to have you on Rich Dad Radio. I'm like, that's crazy. So this had happened either right before or right around the time that we were thinking about the movie. And um, I did the radio show and he was such a super fan of the book. And so I, uh, I, it hit me one day, I'm like, Nick, Robert was so fanatical about the book. I bet you he would be in the movie. And if we could get Robert in the movie, like he's famous enough, like we could name drop him. Anchor, yeah. Anchor, anchor and get more people. And yep. so we, I reached out to Robert's assistant. He said, absolutely. We went and filmed him. And I'm like, all right, now we can at least say, hey, we have a movie. We've filmed Robert Kiyosaki, right? So the lesson for everybody, right? I want to always make sure this duplicatable. I don't want to be like, I have this lucky thing that you're never going to be able to do, right? Um, Is if you, you, you get one relatively you know known person right and then you you ask them for referrals hey who else do you know that you know that that's a that's a, a known person that has a morning ritual and you know and you you, you honestly you kind of you can start kind of at the bottom right in terms of you know like i would consider myself like a, a c-level celebrity right like get a get a hold of me you know right i'll, I'll do it i'll do your movie right <laughs> and then you name drop and people are like, wait, I know that guy, right? And then, you know, and then they were comfortable to do it. But the point is you just get one. And, and, and I did that with podcasting. I started out saying yes to every single podcast and then asking for referrals when I was promoting the Miracle Morning. And I started out with nobody knew who these podcasters were. I was their first episode. But one led to another, led to another, led to another. And a year and a half into it, I started to get on some big podcasts because I was willing to put in the work and do the effort. And one thing you have to be aware of when you make a documentary is the majority of the footage will not make it in the film. And, and, and here's a little bonus tip. You have to have a movie release. Every time you film somebody, they have to sign a, an official movie release. You can just Google movie release and model something else, but make sure it says in there, you know, your, your footage, you know, we're going to potentially have dozens or hundreds of hours of footage and, you know, we can't guarantee what will and won't make it in the film. It's going to be decided on the cutting room, you know, the editing floor or whatever. Because that actually, I didn't say, I don't think that was in mine. And I didn't say it ahead of time. And I struggled with that a lot because we filmed people and they're not in the movie. And I'm like, that like hurt my feelings. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Like they gave up, a you know, three hours of their life to film. They're probably telling all their friends, dude, I'm in this movie. And my editor, like they couldn't, they just didn't fit. It just didn't fit, you know? So anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, but get one person and again, whether it's in podcasting or in your film That's and great. then, and then build on that and get more. 
Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. It's so great. And I know I know, I gave you a hard time because you, you started getting all these big names. I'm like, just don't edit me out, man. I'm, there's no way I'm making the final cut. And I think I got about five seconds in the movie. You, got, so. you have the best line, dude. You, uh, you said, the date that I started the Miracle Morning, that was the day that changed everything. Boom. And it's true. <laughs> Man, uh, so I guess maybe a tip if you're trying to make it yeah. and speak in sound bites. <laughs> and even if you're Chandler Bolt, you'll make it yeah. in there if you edify the hell out of the use their movie title <laughs> <laughs> and say it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's right. The day that changed everything. Um, so I, there's so many great takeaways in here. Uh, we talk about. I love that you mentioned this. We 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 call this like the rungs of the ladder when you're going after publicity, podcast, or like when I did my summit back in the day, very similar. It's like you get your anchor person. And so you got C's, B's, A's, and you just keep working your way up rungs of the ladder um, yep. to get bigger and bigger names in that. So I think that's a great takeaway. I think I love the part that you said, the storyline, and you don't have to write out the script, but you do have to know that it's a story, which I think is very different from the way that most people write nonfiction books. So it's actually, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, whether it's a documentary or a movie, it's going to more closely resemble a fiction book. Like you're, you're telling a story. Sure. So you, you have characters, you have character development, you have an overarching plot and whether that's designed at the, at the, you know, at the beginning or at the end, like that, that you have to have a, a through line or come to a through line. And yeah. so kind of speaking of that, like, cause I've kind of seen behind the scenes, like, and I know you guys have went through multiple iterations and said, oh, cool, let's change it this way. Let's make it this way. And it's like, it just keeps improving and keeps getting better. So how does the, the through line in the movie now look compared to the first cut? And what are the iterations or improvements and things that you learned along the way? Yeah, so the first cut was going to be, right, you know, the Miracle Morning, which, by the way, is my story. So I am the through line. Like, I am the character, you know, and I had to, like, you know, get over my insecurity around making it about me and just go, Nick was like, dude, you're the character, you know, like this is about you and your movement and your mission and your book and all this, right? So you're the through line. So I was always the through line, right? It was my story. And I kept showing back up throughout the movie. Now the movie started out, the original vision was, you know, basically duplicate the book. Don't, don't fix what isn't broken, right? That book, the, that model works. So let's make it as close as we can to the book. Um, and then the bonus was going to be, and we'll show all the world, these world famous people. And by the way, you know, going up the rungs of the ladder right now, it's got Brendan Burchard, uh, Layla Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, um, Robin Sharma, Lewis Howes, Mel Robbins, um, Robert Kiyosaki, Chandler Bolt, um, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, um, Brian Johnson, just, you know, the list goes on and on. And, um, the uh, and, and the other thing, I, I do want to say this. It's, I think this is important. Uh, you know, my, my new book is The Miracle Equation, right? And I think we talked, was I, did we talk about that on anything yet? Your interviews? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's the point. The Miracle Equation is the two decisions that move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. And the two decisions are, number one, unwavering faith. Number two, extraordinary effort. So in other words, when you get clear on what is the 
outcome, the miracle, which by the way, you know, getting these people in the movie, that, that, that's a miracle. Like making a movie is a miracle. It's, it's what I, I define a miracle as any meaningful, measurable outcome that's beyond the realm of what you believe is probable for you. Thus, when you achieve that seemingly impossible outcome, it feels like a freaking miracle. So the point is, part of the reason I call it the miracle equation is because the way things unfold, you cannot plan or predict. Doesn't matter if you're going for a sales goal, trying to sell a million books, like you could have never predicted the, the chance encounters and coincidences and little miracles that show up in your world. Um, I was, for example, at Genius Network. And, uh, and um, I knew that Robin Sharma and Teresa Larico were friends. And Teresa, we were talking and she's like, oh yeah, tell Robin I said, hi, if you see him. I was like, Robin's here? She goes, yeah. And I go, oh, I said, dude, do you think you could text him and ask if I could film him? Cause our filmmaker's already here to do, you know, like all these little coincidences. My wife was like, why don't you reach out to that Vision Lakiani guy? You love his meditation. Maybe he'd say yes to the movie. And he did like, like just like all these little ra random coincidences, they all fell into place. And so the unwavering faith piece is so important that you just go, you know what? I'm going to release attachment to the outcome and surrender and have unwavering faith that this thing, if I commit and I put forth extraordinary effort, do everything in my power, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Right. And that belief not only serves you to keep moving forward, it's what enables you to earn the, the luck that comes your way, you know? Um, so what was your question again that I didn't answer? We were just talking about <laughs> multiple cuts. Now this dude, that's oh. so great. But, and, and so maybe we'll skip ahead a little bit. Like, so the, the story arc changed. And if you have any final thoughts on kind of how that changed and then, and then really how do you go from, cause I want to do a final, final couple of questions on production and then really yeah. shift towards distribution and marketing for yeah. kind of the home stretch here. So how do you go from, all right, the story arc is changing and it's evolving. And then, you know, I know you went out and kind of found some people like, Hey, I want this person to be a director or this person to be like an advocate for the film. What were the other steps to get to finished product? Like I'm ready to market this and, and kind of put this out in the world. Got it. So, um, so I'll finish the story, the, the way the through line changed, uh, two and a half years into production. Um, the, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer and I was given a 30% chance of surviving, uh, which is a 70% chance of dying if you're a, a pessimist, right? And, um, but you know, in all seriousness, right? I have, I have kids, I have a wife uh, and I have a life. And, and so I called Nick, I called our director and I said, Nick, dude, I have some crazy news. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer and it's a really rare aggressive cancer. I, I, you know, they're telling me I've got months to live if I don't miraculously beat this thing with, you know, chemo and natural stuff. And I said, so the movie's on hold until for, you know, I don't, it's, you know, I don't know if we're even going to finish it. And he said, Hal, man, I'm so sorry. And, you know, I'll kind of speak. I mean, yes, he was really considerate, but he goes, how basically his, his conclusion was how a, you're going to beat this and B we're going to film you doing it. And I was like, what? And he goes, Hal, this is a story about you and what in this mission you're on. He goes, talk about uh, uh, throwing a wrench in the character's plans. He's like, not to, you know, be really like, but like, he's like, this is, he goes, you're going to beat it and we're going to film you beating it. And I'm like, dude, uh, okay. Right. So again, you can't predict that. You can't predict it. You can't. And by the way, the, the cancer is the best thing that ever happened in the movie because the first hour of the movie, it was as it was originally designed is it, it, it's, it's powerful. You know, it's, it's open. 
it doesn't even it, it it doesn't even hold a candle to the last 30 minutes when you're literally in the hospital with me getting chemo i'm in tears because i've been on pain management for 10 days like it, i mean it's it's insane so so that's how the the whole the whole the theme of the movie of whole start a miracle morning like that's that that's the first hour and then the final theme is hey no matter what happens to you, you are in control of your inner world. You can be happy and grateful even in the midst of the most difficult time in your life. And that's why I really feel like the film was delayed over and over from cancer and all these things. But now it's being released post-COVID when the world's, you know, feeling out of control, right? Because things are so out of control. And this movie goes, wow, this guy had no control over what was going on in his world. It was like he got cancer. But he was still smiling and grateful and optimistic and productive and did his miracle morning. And right. Like, so I, I really feel like it's going to just, it's going to empower people in that way. So uh, tell me again, what's the question going into production and all that? This is, this is great. This is awesome. Let's, let's switch gears, moving, moving towards the, the marketing production, promotion, all that stuff. Um, I guess I'll ask a big picture question and I want to drill into like, distribution, marketing, all that stuff. I'm yeah. super curious about all that. Big picture, like how do you make money off the movie? How does this fit in with your overall business? How does this fit in with the book and with your book business? Like what does yeah. this look like? What, like what's the business of, of making a movie and releasing a movie? So the way that we're going to monetize the movie um, is we're doing a world premiere on 12-12-2020. And uh, we were going to do a theater release back in May and then COVID hit. And, uh, and thank goodness we hadn't, you know, committed to stuff and all that. But anyway, so we shifted gears. And during that time, we re-edited the entire film. So it's actually 100 times better than it was when we were going to launch it. Um, and uh, so 12-12-2020, we're doing an online launch, which is actually better because the Miracle Morning's published in 37 languages, 100 countries. So it's actually now everybody, you know, not everybody can fly out to the States and go do a theater, you know. Um, but they can watch it in Australia. They can watch it in UK. They can watch it in Brazil. They can watch it. You know, we have subtitles for these different territories. So um, the uh, it's 1995, and it's going to be a full experience. We decided to do just not just show the movie, but there's a there's a welcome video for me. Then it shows the full feature film, which is you know a little over 90 minutes, and then it's an implementate. It follows into immediately into an implementation training from me. It's like, hey, you just watched the movie. You're all inspired. Here, let, let me break it down how you're going to start tomorrow. And then it goes into a live Q&A with me and our movie team, our director, all of that. And then, uh, and then we launch people into a 30-day challenge. So it's really cool. It's like a full-blown, like not only just watching the movie and being inspired, but we're going to hold your hand to make sure you actually start doing this Miracle Morning thing if you've ever done it before. So it's $19.95 per ticket. My goal was to sell 10,000 tickets to the live premiere, which would have been what? $200,000. Um, which the movie costs more than that, which I, yeah, that's a, we can talk about the finances in a second. We need to, but, um, but $200,000. Now my team came back and they crunched numbers and they said, Hal, we think that we can get a hundred thousand people to the premiere. And like, I kind of scrunched my, I'm like, I can't even get there. Like that's how I've never gotten a hundred thousand people to do anything. Not, not, not in a day, right? Like over five years, not in a day. I said, um, but I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm the leader of the team. I can't tell them no. I can't be like, you know, like, all right, if you we're gonna go that big, okay. Um, so and that, so that's what we're shooting for, you know. And if we do that, it's two million dollars, you know. I mean, which is that's that's a game changer, right? I get to I'm taking next year off, but um, but uh, the I'm buying my mom a house, you know, like right. I'm I, I'm doing some rapper stuff. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. 
Uh, but uh, but anyway, so uh, so that's how we're monetizing initially, and then it's immediately going to be available on Amazon, both DVD and you know Prime Video, so you can stream it. Um, and so then because the Miracle Morning is self-published and it sells on Amazon, we want to leverage the algorithms so the people that buy the book, it starts uh, to show the movie as well. So okay. because of yeah. that, we are going exclusively on Amazon for like at least a month. And then, uh, and then we'll drive people to, Hey, do you love the movie? You, know, you can go own it now. Right. Um, and then, uh, it'll be available on my website. You'll be able to buy it. And we use Vimeo to it'll, Vimeo pays you 90% of the profits when you play the movie on your site. So people can buy it, you know, through a shopping cart or whatever, play it right there. It'll also be on in iTunes, Google play, and that's all self-distribution. You can Google, you know, um, Bitmax is the service we're using B I T M A X that you, you submit the film to them. They check it for quality control and then they put it out to all these different platforms. And then Amazon prime video is its own animal and you go directly through them. And you mentioned distribution. Here's what I want to share. When I was, it's the same thing. A lot of this is the same as, as books. Like everything you teach with a book, marketing, promotion, distribution. Yes. You do. And that luckily that's what I got. Like, I don't yeah. know how to do, do anything with a film, but luckily I go, well, all it is is just a book in film format, right? I'm going to market it the same way. And so, um, but when I was writing The Miracle Morning, and I've said this on every interview we've done, right? Um, I thought, oh, I need to, I need a publisher so that this book is a real book and it's taken seriously, right? And back then you have to realize too, this was 2000, you know, 10, 11, 12 that I'm looking at this. I'm like, back then self-publishing was kind of like faux pas. It was like, oh, you only do that if you can't get your book published. Um, but even then the research I did, I realized that, wait a minute, if you get a publisher, good luck getting a publisher, you know, you put all the effort into getting one. If you do, and you don't have a giant 100,000 person email list, they're not gonna pay you any money. They're just gonna go, hey, you're lucky that we're giving you the time of day. Then they're gonna keep like 80% of your royalties versus self-publishing, keeping 70% of your royalties, not the publisher, you, right? And then what I realized is that with a publisher, same as a film distributor, right? This is what I'm, I'm tying this in. Um, they don't do very much for you. Think about it. If you are a publisher, we'll start with the publisher and the same with the film distributor. And you've got, you know, you've brought on, you know, 20 clients this year, right? And these eight clients are going to crush it for you because they have huge platforms and they're known authors and right. They're getting all the money up front and they're getting the marketing dollars on the back end because they are a sure bet. The publisher took a chance on you by paying you, you know, $2,000 advance to self-publish your book. It was more a favor to you because they thought there might be a chance that you would work your ass off and sell that book because that's what you have to do. They don't do anything for you, right? I don't say anything. They do very little unless you have the platform. Now, I traditionally, my, traditionally published my last book because I had an email list of half a million people and the publisher was like, oh, okay, now we'll listen to you. Now we'll give you money, right? Then it was worth it to give that a chance. Um, and I still haven't decided if I'm going, my next book, I'm not going to sign with the publisher until it's written. I'm going to write it and then I'm going to shop it around and decide, will I make more money um, self-publishing or traditional? And let me, I need to give you guys some numbers just to, to make this very clear. If I would have actually, well, if I would have gotten a publisher for the Miracle Morning, I maybe would have gotten a $10,000 advance, maybe. I wrote myself a check the way Jim Carrey did that said, and I, I printed it on the computer. It said the, um, you know, from a major publishing house in New York city. Right. 
and it was advanced for the Miracle Morning uh, book, $100,000. That was on my vision board for years. And that was a dream. If I got $100,000, that would have been a dream. Well, I self-published. So I wrote that when I was writing the book before I decided self-published. I'll let you guys do the math. The Miracle Morning has sold like a million copies in the US at an average of like $7 a copy because, right? Yeah, like about seven bucks a copy. Um, and then the other 1.5 million are, are all different because those are traditionally published in 37 languages. But the point is the self-published Miracle Morning book has earned millions of dollars. And if I would have traditionally published, I would have earned maybe a few hundred thousand dollars, right? They would have kept all those royalties or the majority of them, you know? Um, and so when I decided to come out with the movie, I actually didn't, I, I went back to the same thinking like, well, maybe I should get a distributor. I don't know how to distribute a movie. So I started talking to all these distributors and getting, you know, they would send me proposals and I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is the same outdated model that the publishing houses in New York are using right? That only makes sense for the small percentage of authors that have huge platforms. And even with a big platform, they want to keep all the royalties. I go, so wait a minute, I'm bringing the film, I'm bringing the platform, and there's all these self-distribution channels now for films, just like there are for movies. You can rent it on YouTube, you can rent it on iTunes. There's no gatekeepers for any of it. Prime Direct, Amazon Prime, there's no gatekeeper. The only gatekeeper is Netflix and Hulu. There's like, there's a couple of streaming services, but even if you get a deal on Netflix, again, they're going to pay you pennies on the dollar and then they're going to show your movie, right? So Netflix is the last line of like, that's our last focus. Once we've marketed and self-distributed the film. And, and, and by the way, the last thing I want to say on this is this is so important. When I decided to self-publish the Miracle Morning instead of traditionally publish it, I thought, okay, the research I've done has shown me that I have to do all the marketing anyway. Like the, the publishing house, they're counting on me to market my book. I've got to go hustle and grind and do interviews anyway. So if I'm doing the work anyway, I want to keep, I want to keep the royalties. That seems more fair. Um, and so I, but I thought this was my Hail Mary. I go, you know what? I'm so committed to this book, changing millions of lives. I'm going to go out there and work my butt off until I've sold so many copies and reached so many people that traditional publishers start hearing about it and they come knocking on my door and they're like, hey, uh, we want a piece of the action. Like this book's doing really big things. That was my Hail Mary. I didn't know. I had unwavering faith that it was possible. And that's exactly what happened. It was only because I went out there and, and self-published the book and, and, and promoted it for years Six years after I self-published it, I got an offer for a million dollars for the, the rights to the Miracle Morning and turned it down because it, I pulled out a calculator and I'm like, all right, this would be a great check, but I'd be kicking myself for the next 30, 40, 50 years of my life going, man, I got a million dollars 30, 40 years ago, and now I'm getting checks every month for 300 bucks when I should be yeah. getting checks for, you know, 3,000 or 30,000 bucks, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. So yeah, so the same thing I apply, I'm applying to the movie. I'm going to self-distribute it. I'm going to work my butt off because I believe in the message and how it can help people until now there's so much leverage that a, a, a company, a big company comes out and says, dude, we want a piece of the action. And, you know, at that point, again, I'll weigh, I'll pull out the calculator and go, does it make sense? Can we reach more people with them or not? Does it make sense financially for my family, Right. Um, but again, yeah, so, so to me, for everybody, self-publishing, self-distributing makes sense and go out there and commit and work for years 
to reach the amount of people that deserve to hear your message. And then, and only then, do you revisit traditional distribution models because now you have leverage. Mm, that's great, man. That's so great. What um, you said, you used the, I think it was called BitMax, like for the self-distribution, but then Amazon was different. What was the path to getting on Amazon? So Amazon Prime Video, it's just like self, you can, just like you can self-publish a book on Amazon through oh, Kindle cool. Direct Publishing. Yeah. You can self-publish a film. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not even on there. It's been submitted uh, because of COVID. It's taking months, I guess, to approve. So fingers are crossed that it's approved by the time the premiere happens. Yeah. If not, you know, it is what it is, but. Got it. Yeah, okay. Amazon Prime Video, I believe, or Amazon Video Direct. Just just Google, like, you know, how to get your yeah. your movie on, on Amazon and, you know, it comes yeah. up. Cool. That's great, man. This is awesome. Um, knowing what you know now, kind of final question or two. Knowing what you know now, what would be kind of your, your parting tips or piece of advice for people thinking about going through this process? So thinking about um, going through the process of turning their book into a movie. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, it's one of those things where I wouldn't change anything, you know, the way that everything played out. Um, the, uh, uh, well, a couple of things. So if you've got a hundred grand or more, like, you know, uh, to make, like, and when I, I had to make the movie piece by piece, right? I didn't have a chunk of money to put up. I had to be like, all right, how much is it to do this thing? Okay, great. All right, here you go. Here's, here's 2000 bucks. Like how much is it? All right. I'm going to put that on a credit card, right? Like it was just over, over years. Um, if you have the money, you can go, there's like, there's a filmmaker, filmmaker, Nick Nanton, right? And Nick's become a good friend of mine. He didn't, he didn't do my film. Um, the, uh, but I might work with him at some point because I love what he does. Nick Nanton.com, N-I-C-K-N-A-N-T-O-N. Uh, and he, you can pay him a fee, right? It's like, it used to be a hundred, I think it's 150 grand and he will, he can make a film for you. And he, it's like, it's killer quality. He's done stuff for Peter Diamandis and Joe Polish and a lot of well-known, uh, people. And then my filmmaker, I would read, you know, uh, Nick Conadera, uh, is nickconadera.com, N-I-C-K-C-O-N-E-D-E-R-A, N-I-C-K-C-O-N-E-D-E-R-A, nickconadera.com. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think he has a set fee. I'm not exactly sure how he would structure his, his, his cost. But so if you have the money, you know, hire a professional. Um, but if you don't, right, if you're like, dude, I'm, I'm you know, like money is a little tight, um, literally reach out to, I would reach out to an interview videographers and I would like, I mean, I, I would do this, you know, I like Nick, for example, had, he had never made a documentary. He had made a, a like a, a scripted film, but on, and he was honest. He's like, Hal, this is a whole new ball. Of, like, I don't know how to make a documentary. Like I know how to make a film. So yes, he's bringing that to the table, but I would honestly, if I were starting like doing it on a budget, I'd reach out to a bunch of videographers, right. In your city. Um, and I would say, and I would tell them what your idea for the project is, right? So first get clear on like what your idea is, um, share it with them and then interview, say, Hey, how, how would you have, have a list of questions? How would you turn this concept that I'm explaining of this book into a story? What are your ideas? And I would interview a handful of videographers. Um, and then I would, you know, and then you'll, you'll find out if they have a creative bone in their body or if they, you know, some of them just know how to turn the camera on and film, Right do they have an artistic side where they bring some vision and some idea and some creative juice? And you're like, Ooh, that's a great idea. So that, that's honestly how I would start. And then I would just, you know, I, I would just release attachment and have that unwavering faith because our goal was to make the year movie in one year. And I think we just hit six years. <laughs> so, right. Like, you know, I've never worked on a project for this long, nothing. 
That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited for it to finally come out. Um, obviously, the movie comes out on 12-12-2020, so the, the eight-year uh, anniversary of The Miracle Morning, which was released on 12-12-12. Uh, where can people go to get it, um, to, to purchase a ticket for the movie? And you talked about kind of the experience as a whole that's attached there. Like, where can people go to get it? Uh, yeah. and, and I know that they can get it before it happens, after the release and stuff like that. So where's the best place um, for folks to go? And then I'd say, let's take it a step further. And I think we have a lot of folks who listen to this podcast, watched um, this YouTube channel. If they're in our world, um, they know about the American Morning. And so there, there's a decent chance that they're a raving fan. So for like the raving fans, in addition to purchasing the movie, like what's the one or two most helpful things that they could do? Yeah. You, you mean uh, to enhance their Miracle Morning? I'm talking about to, to help more people find about out about the release. Oh, oh I <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are lucky. We've got like an army of, you know, millions of people that are, the Miracle Morning has changed their life. So they're like, we're, dude, we're, we put out an application for a launch team like a year ago or more. And we had 1500 people that are like, I'm in, I'm sharing this thing, you know? Um, but anyway, so uh, to join the live world premiere, it's 12, 12, 2020 at, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So 9 a.m. in the West, 12 p.m. in the East. Um, and go to miraclemorningmovie.com. And again, you'll be able to, you know, buy the movie into infinity, but this is the only time that it's going to be this full Miracle Morning world premiere and live online experience with the Q&A and the implementation training and the new 30-day challenge, all of these things. And so, yeah, and we're, we're, we're trying to reach 100,000 people uh, for this premiere, you know, and then that will be the catalyst to it reaching, you know, 1 billion people is our ultimate goal with the movie, the book, The Miracle Morning. And so if you would be a part of it, it would mean so much to me. And if you are already a Miracle Morning fan, uh, yeah, please buy a ticket to the premiere at miraclemorningmovie.com. And then uh, I'm sure there's share buttons on the site. It just went live yesterday. We're still working on it. But, sh you know, please share it. Share the trailer. Share the site. Invite your friends. Um, because the only, the only way we're going to get to 100,000 people is through word of mouth. The same way the Miracle yeah. Morning book has reached millions of people. It's from people, you know, hey, this thing is changing my life. It changed my life. You know, you've got to check this out. And so if you can spread the word, it would mean so much to me. And if you're there, uh, I would love to see you at the, at the premiere. 100%. Guys, MiracleMorningMovie.com. Whether you're listening to this in your car, you're watching <laughs> the video, pull it up, grab a ticket and, and grab the book. I mean- I've, I, we, we've bought this book for hundreds of people in our audience and our students at self-publishing school. I recommend it all the time. Uh, as I say in a three second clip in the movie, uh, the Miracle Morning changed my life. And that was the day that changed everything it was the day I started the Miracle Morning. So I just wholeheartedly believe in how in this, uh, uh, in this book, and I've only seen clips of the movie. So I'm, I'm excited to be joining uh, as part of that world premiere alongside you guys and, uh, and watching the movie. And uh, I just can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be powerful. Uh, how your story is powerful. Thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, and guys, check out the movie. Um, check out the book. How? thanks again. Thank you, Chandler. I love you, brother. And I, uh, I'll, I'll see you at the premiere if not sooner. Yes, sir. Love you too. See you, bud. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.